Welcome back, family. Welcome back, friends. We thank you for joining us again on another CPR experience. Uh, CPR uh, stands for Conflict Produces Resolution. And so my job here is past. My name is Pastor Aaron Carr. Uh, my job here um, for the time that you're listening is to um, to press uh, victory and push and pump uh, resurrection and pump victory and pump joy into your life. Um, pump life. Um, pump some a spirit of, of, of victory um, into your life. So I'm thankful that you're joining me wherever you are, in your kitchen, driving, at work, um, even at the beach. Uh, this, this show is brought to you by WNJR Radio, uh, the number one web radio station uh, in the world. And so I am just thankful uh, for this opportunity um, to come before you. I, I, I just want to thank you for joining me again. If it's your first time listening in, we welcome you. Uh, take your shoes off. What make yourself at home? If this is your, uh, if you've called in or listened in before, um, we welcome you back. And I, I'm praying that you hear something that's going to encourage you, that's going to strengthen you during these times that you are, uh, that we are witnessing, um, whether in society, whether personally, whether in your relationships. I'm praying that you hear something um, from this experience that you can take with you home. The per- really the purpose of this is not just leave it here. Um, But whatever you hear, that you develop feet uh, with your faith and that you travel with it, that it goes uh, with you in your challenges, that it goes with you in your in your struggles, that it goes with you in your everyday life. I'm praying that you are encouraged and strengthened during this time. And so I'm not going to belabor the time, but I just wanted to give you an encouragement, encouraging word today. Uh, Once again, I thank you for joining us. You can be doing anything else, but you um, find yourself listening to me today. And so I'm not going to be before you long. Um, In Acts chapter 14, uh, verses 19 to 22, I want to read from the English Standard Version. Um, The word of God says, but Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city supposing that he was dead but when the disciples gathered about him he rose up and entered the city and on the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derby. when they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples they returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch Strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. I would like to speak to you. Um, on the subject stone cold survivor you ought to just touch yourself and just think of everything you've overcome and declare that I'm a stone cold survivor Uh, not too many weeks ago approximately a month and a half ago uh, the funeral of brother George George Floyd um, whose death at the hands of police brutality has shook the world. 
all over the world, people have been protesting and speaking out against injustice and racism. George has had three memorial services, one in North Carolina, one in Minnesota and one in Houston. Many gathered um, to pay respects and to share in the grief of another black man who was slain at the hands of bad police officers. It was a very sad event to witness. But what, what was even sadder was some people's attempt to kill a dead black man. I know you're saying to yourself, that doesn't make any sense. Sounds like an oxymoron, but that that's what happened to this man during the week of his funeral. After everything that has happened to him, some people desire to bring up his past discretions to destroy this man's character in order to find means to justify his death. That train of thought, um, that approach is a normal tactic around these kinds of cases. They did it to Ahmaud Arbery, as well insinuating uh, the world is a better place absent of people with bad, with past issues. George Floyd relocated to Minnesota to change his life around. He is a painful example physically and spiritually of the constant act of killing a person who has gone to a different place and changed their story. They are trying to kill him now because who he is now conflicted with their agenda to keep him bound. And, 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 and the truth be told, that's a personal testimony. That's a personal testimony for all of us uh, that I killed that part of me, too. And it's not your job to destroy me about my past. It's God's job and mine. And you don't have to kill me because you need to focus working on yourself. And so they are trying to kill this man's character, saying he shouldn't be celebrated. Saying he shouldn't be the poster child of fighting injustice, not realizing that no one said we are celebrating him. Because the focus isn't celebration. It's liberation. Because if we were just in a celebratory mode, we wouldn't be dangerous to you. Moses wasn't dangerous to Pharaoh when he said, let my people go. Pharaoh got up in arms for three reasons. Israel's growth, the plagues, and then the exodus. Jesus was fine until he spoke and demonstrated truth to power. They crucified him because his word and actions rebuked them. And just like here in the text, Paul is finding himself in a dangerous circumstance because of the truth coming out of his mouth. The religious leader, leaders came from different places to find Paul to stop the message he was preaching. And when they came to the city, where he was, 
the religious leaders persuaded the people to stone him. The leaders came into town and, and changed the minds of the people that Paul was ministering to. Paul was talking to a people and ministering the gospel to people who worshiped false gods and did not know the true and living God. So when the religious leaders came, they persuaded a crowd that is fresh in their learning of who God is. Before the religious leaders came, the crowd, before the crowd desired to stone Paul, they were first learning from Paul. Paul was teaching them about God. They did about a God they did not know. And, and the Jews, uh, the religious leaders came and influenced these people and directed them to take part in an attempted murder and not a life saving. And, and, and family, uh, we have to be careful of the spiritual influence we pour out on other people. Our attitudes, our negative thinking, our lack of prioritizing of the gospel, our lack of love, our lack of grace, our lack of consistency, our lack of representing the image of God can produce destruction and not salvation. The Jews ministered to the people a version of Paul based on their version of him and not the truth of him. And as a result, the narrative that Paul is dangerous and worth dying is the result. Because the mind frame is if I weaponize who Paul was and what Paul did, this will gain support from others to help us kill him. Not based on the Paul we see now, but based on who he was in our eyes. And, and, and y'all, the truth of the matter is when you're striving to change, don't look for applause. Watch out for stones. Because the demonic hates a new story of breakthrough and he loves the same narrative of being broken. Paul's change is dangerous to them. Because of what he represented. Paul, before his name was transformed to Paul, it was Saul. And so who Saul represented, who he was, he was the upper echelons of, of the of the law and the Hebrew community and the one who had no problem destroying lives. This Saul, this Paul now is the one directing them to Christ that can save them. Paul represents the eyewitness in a murder and now people are trying to kill him to prevent him from getting on the stand and telling his story and we have to understand that your witness will get you attacked because it's your witness that gives liberation it's your witness of Christ that gives life it's your witness of Christ that set captives free. It's your witness that removes the shackles. It's your witness that declares that he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Don't get worried when something happens to your money or when something happens to your relationship or your car. Watch out for the circumstances and things that is trying to kill your witness.
because freedom isn't based on your car, on the car you drive. Freedom isn't based on the money you get. It's based on the God that you serve. The Bible says the power of life and death is not in my car. It's not in my money. It's not in my accomplishments, but it's in my mouth. Your witness is dangerous. You you ought to touch yourself wherever you are. Touch your mind, touch your heart and declare your testimony is dangerous. Your overcoming is dangerous. Your story is dangerous. You're overcoming your sickness and overcoming your sins and, and overcoming your situations is dangerous. Your witness is dangerous. So they persuaded the crowd to stone him. And they did stone him. And after they stoned him, they then dragged him out of the city, thinking that he was dead. There are two, there are different kinds of stonings. Uh, some where they bury you in dirt from the waist down and then stone you. Some where they blindfold you and tie your hands behind your back. Well, you can't see the hit coming to stone you. No matter what process is used. Uh, the, the person who was stoning. The two major parts of the body that they are trying to attack. They attack the legs. And they want to attack your head. Because if you can't move. And your mind is damaged. That means you're dead. If, if I can stop them from moving towards life and thinking life, that's what's going to kill them. And, and you have to understand what makes you dangerous is your mobility and your mentality. Your mind and your feet will always be attacked when you're trying to do the Lord's will. Your desire to relocate and to rethink is dangerous. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, come, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us and let us run this race with patience. The enemy systematically tries to break us down where we have the mind, but our legs are attacked. And our legs won't go anywhere if our mind isn't right. And how many of us can testify that I've, I've been through seasons that affected my mind and my legs where, where, my, where my mind was made up, but people kept speaking against me moving forward. Or when I tried to move my mind, watch this, when I tried to move, then my mind kept getting attacked. My thoughts kept being destroyed my focus was messed up and I stayed in the same place getting stoned getting killed getting broke down getting destroyed but I thank God that just like in the text when the disciples surrounded Paul after he was stoned I thank God for people that God chose to surround me with that declares that the stoning happened, but death will not be a part of your legacy. Death will not be the end of your story. They surrounded Paul when the people dragged him out of the city when they thought he was dead, like garbage, like waste after he was stoned. Thank God 
for the people that surrounded you that didn't see your trash, but seeing you as God's treasure. That seeing you as God's handiwork, that sees you as God's masterpiece, God's miracle, God's vessel, God's child. You ought to declare to yourself, you're not a waste. You're who God chose to use. You ought to thank God for people he sent to cover you when others have trashed you. I thank God for people who picked me up when others have trashed me. Thank God for people who loved you when people thought you were worthless. Thank God for sending people that were sent in your life to cover you. Thank God for the mothers that prayed for you. Thank God for the sisters that prayed for you. Thank God for the husbands and wives that covered you. Thank God for the friends and the family that covered you when people tried to trash you, when people tried to destroy you, when people tried to throw you away. Thank God that they covered you. Paul, after they covered him, Paul got up from his attack, from his beating. He was hurt, bruised, battered, but still breathing because their attack made contact, but it didn't kill him. How many of us can declare wherever you are that majority of your praise and worship is because of unsuccessful attacks that it didn't accomplish what it set out to do. It knocked me out, but it didn't put me under. It hurt me, but I'm making it out. It's a struggle, but I'm still pushing. It was a mess, but I'm still moving. It touched me, but it didn't kill me. And the Bible says the next day Paul got up from his attack and went on and continued preaching and souls were saved because Paul is demonstrating the power of witnessing while being wounded because wounds represents God's favor and the attacks failure. The Bible says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It will try to kill you, but Christ is still completing a work in you. I don't know what your struggle is, but God is completing a work in you. I don't know what you've been through, but God is completing a work in you. I don't know how far you've come, but God is completing a work in you. They can't label you finish because God is completing a work in you. Call me out of my name if you want to, but God is still completing a work in me. Label me worthless, but God is still completing a work in me. Call me a statistic, but God is still completing a work in me. So don't kill yourself over the attack because God is still completing a work in you. You are hauled off as trash by people, by yourself, by your sins, by your mess ups, by your screw ups, but God is reminding you 
that you still have value. You still have value. Because his image is still inside of you. Which means what people consider a waste. God will still use for his glory. I thank God today. For his mercy. For his grace, for his love. I'm thanking God that he that he wrapped his loving arms of grace and protection around each and every one of us. But not only did he do that. He also wrapped caution tape around us, too. Because he's still doing a work in us and through us. When my mess ups and my screw ups and my sins should have killed me and hauled me off as garbage, I'm thanking God that He sends people to cover, to cover you, to keep you. Paul did what he did. And I'm thanking God, though, that despite of what Paul did, That God did not declare him worthy of death. God declared him worthy of use. Worthy of development and not destruction. Worthy of another chance. And so. Even when we stone ourselves. When other people stone us. When we consider ourselves worthless and trash and. And a screw up and a mess up. I'm thanking God that he surrounds us with people. That reminds us that regardless of what we're doing. You're not worthy of death. You're not worthy of being treated like trash. But you are still. God's treasure. That he will take through the recycling process that when other people have thrown away, when, when you've thrown yourself away, when you messed your life up, he demonstrated a second chance. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for God's grace and his mercy. What does grace and mercy look like? I want you to get into your mind of a, of a construction site. Of a dilapidated building that has been destroyed and the windows have been knocked out and the plumbing is bad and everything is messed up. And instead of completely condemning the building, which it should. Construction company comes in and reshapes, remodels and rebuilds up what was what should be condemned. And that construction worker puts a, a caution tape all over the, the infrastructure only allowing the people that's willing to work and build up to enter in if you're not a part of the construction site you cannot come in don't judge the site for what it looks like now wait for the work to be done wait for the, the outcome of the work that's going to be put in and some of us are gutted out. 
doors are messed up. The plumbing is messed up. There's no roof. The bricks are falling apart. The foundation is crumbling. I'm thankful that there's a process of restoration. It's a process of rebuilding. Regardless of what people can't do. Demolition is easy. Anybody can go into a building and knock down walls and blow up stuff. But the construction workers that have to measure things out and to add and and formulate a blueprint and change things. Anyone can kill somebody. But it takes a special kind of person to heal. Not everyone's a doctor. Everyone has the possibility of killing, but not everyone has the possibility of being a doctor. So, God, I'm thankful that when I'm struggling, when I, when, when I, because of my mess ups, because of everything I've been through, uh, either purposely or indirectly, or through my birth, through any, through any part of my life, I'm thankful that you continue to keep me in the midst of all of it. I'm thankful that you continue to. Strengthen me and build me and remove out my waste places, the areas of my life that are, that are no good to me. I'm thankful that you're changing, that you're building, that you're strengthening, that you didn't view me as someone worthy of being hauled off as trash. But you remind me that I'm still your child. That your image is still inside of me. I'm not trash. I am your treasure. And I'm thanking God. I'm praying for those who are listening. That if you don't understand your value and your worth. That Jesus thought you were to die for. You know, he, he didn't. He, he died for you, but not as you. <laughs> he went through the struggles, went through the pain went through the issues the whipping the mocking the scorning just to win you it's not like how we do with dating we tell we tell somebody that I'll die for you Jesus literally died for you and I'm praying that if you were on the fence on your faith that you accept him as your Lord and Savior now tomorrow's not promised we are seeing the world today decaying and falling apart tomorrow's not promise make your choice today don't wait till tomorrow don't wait till next week don't say I'm going to do it when I get myself better the fact of the matter is you will not get better until God gets you better until Christ comes into your life and he changes your life removes the heart of stone and puts in the heart of flesh I'm praying that you're encouraged by this word you're a survivor you're a stone cold survivor You're more than a conqueror. I'm praying that you have been pushed to victory, that I have uh, done my job uh, this afternoon and encouraging you and strengthening you to pump life into you, to pump resurrection into you, uh, and to push you closer to our creator, to our king, to push you closer to our, to our savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you. I'm praying that you have a wonderful and blessed weekend. Thank you for joining us again for our CPR experience. Conflict produces 
resolution. This is Pastor Aaron Carr signing off. God bless you all. May heaven smile upon you. It is my prayer.